Moncrief on News Talk. Let's talk about Hollywood remakes. Many movie remakers and spin-offs hit our screen this year with the most recent Wonka taking more than €137 million Euro at the box office last month. The release of new movies based on our favourite old characters has been a tried and trusted way for Hollywood to keep us coming back to the cinema. But are these remakes any good and are they starting to lose their appeal with audiences? Serena Bellissimo is a broadcaster and movie and TV reviewer and an old friend and joins me on the line now. Serena Serena, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, John. I'm good. I'm glad to see that you're soldiering through this flu. Hope you'll be okay. (laughs) It's impressive, isn't it? I I think they're going to start a a GoFundMe page or something between now and four o'clock just to make sure (laughs) I can get through it all. So listen, have we reached a happy new year, by the way? Sorry. Happy new year to you too. And hopefully happy new movies. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Well, let's get to that. And uh, this is right up my alley. So are they making too many remakes? Have we reached peak remake, do you think? I think we have, and I have to say there's a difference for me, like the remake and the reboot. I'm loathe to both of them, but if I had to pick, I at least like the reboot because while they're, you know, treading on familiar territory like Wonka did, I mean we all know Willy Wonka's story and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but at least with the reboot or the, they have a name for the It was a prequel origin story, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and at least for the origin story, there is a little bit of originality. Yes, we know the character, but at least we're not getting the same old, same old. Like, mm. you know, with Mean Girls in in a couple of weeks' time, yeah. we're getting a re- reboot. So, like, they're not even taking it before. The only difference they're making is um, it's a musical. And I just I think Hollywood is getting really, really lazy because it's almost guaranteed cash because even those scoffing, even us, John, going, Oh, we don't want to go. If it's a character you love, you're going to go anyway, aren't you? Yeah, and sometimes you just you want to revel in how much you hate it that you're still going to go there. <laughs> and I completely agree with you about Mean Girls. Like, I just think pointless, pointless. Now, the Wonka thing is interesting because I got to see it. And as yeah. you say, it, it's not a remake, but it, it's no. in the stable of reboot. And I really... And said on this station many times before, I saw what a terrible idea this is. You know, Gene Wilder is just you know, a different type of Santa Claus playing that role back in 1971. But it was surprisingly good. Uh, And Timothy Chalamet, he was doing something different, but he was a pretty good, you know, a precursor to him, I have to say. And the music worked really well. And Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa, it was a strange (laughs) dovetailing of, you know, he's charming and yet cranky and he was a perfect Oompa Loompa in that way. So I actually thought Wonka was pretty good. I'm not sure what you thought of it. I thought it was good. I wasn't sure if the kids were going to love it. And the kids absolutely loved Wonka as well. And look, I think the reason why it worked is you can't help but compare the, like, as you said, when someone does it as brilliantly as Gene Wilder, I can't even say his name, Wilder, you were going to, you can't help but compare the characters. But when he is playing, yes, they're playing the same character, but they're not. Because yeah. this is the person he was before he became the infamous Willy Wonka. Yeah. And I think that's why it worked. And he still had that um, aloofness and a whimsicalness that Gene Wilder had. But Timothy could make it, or Timothy could make it his his own. And I think that's when it works. And I think that's when the origin story works. It doesn't always work, but at least it does feel like there's a bit of originality. But, John, like... Oh, I hate to say this, but Marvel and the Avengers and Star Wars, 
I just feel like it's all been done to death. And, you know, it used to just be that we'd get a remake and you'd see it on the big screen. But now thanks to the streaming services, you get TV series out of them. And I think the only one I really liked, or hold on, let me backtrack here. The one I only really gave a chance was WandaVision because I just felt like it's just been too many. And I feel like because there are so many, we're actually going to miss out on some gems because Mm. I think we're fatigued. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a lot in that. And, and, and when you get into Star Wars, I have to be careful we don't get into nerd territory here because I'm very much a Star Wars fan. But let me just Say bring I'm you, not. let me just bring you a, a flavor. People are largely in agreement with you. Remakes are just so meh. Disney are really annoying me of late with the live action remakes. There is no creativity there. Nothing will ever replace the originals. Timothy Chalamet was just amazing. My kids won't stop talking about the movie since Christmas Eve. And another text, it's all Disney. They find a good franchise and do it to death. So people agreeing with you there. Sorry, there was a little cough just to give you an update on the cold. Okay. It's still very much present in, in the house. It's touch and go, but we'll keep going. <laughs> but I do want to say I was with uh, two of my three kids and they loved Wonka. Uh, they really yeah. did. Now, so Disney and Star Wars. So Star mm. Wars is... You know, for certain people of a certain persuasion, it's just one of the greatest imagined worlds ever. And I'm a massive fan. And I was shocked by how good The Mandalorian was, I have to say. But they need to stop making Star Wars serials and movies in general because they are, and I'm a fan of Disney as a whole, but they are plundering the legacy of Star Wars. It needs to stop. Like, it's getting to the point now, even though I'm technically paid to watch them, I don't want to watch new Star Wars serials. And it seems people agree. Like, is it just that Disney, when it comes to Star Wars, it was such a lucrative franchise when it started back in the 70s that they just see dollars? signs and have to keep going with it or what's your take on that? I I think it's that completely. Like, you know, um, I'm not going to say, oh, always me when it comes to the big movie companies, but they're not making money as as quickly and as easily as they used to in days Mm. gone by. You know, people are really thinking twice before they go to the cinema. And I think they're just going, you know what, with this stuff, we know we can get the draw the fans back in. People will play for the streaming network uh, services. And it's not even just... The, the films and the TV shows themselves, John, it is also the fact that they go, well, if we're not going to make the money at the cinema, we can make the money at the shop because everyone's going to go want to buy the new toy. And like Baby Yoda, the amount of people buying the Baby Yodas who hadn't even watched it. And then like we're at Disneyland last year and the whole Star Wars section, at Dis- like they've got their theme parks and then they've opened up a Marvel section. So it's like the movies are just being made so they can keep these things going. Mm. and make money another way. Were you at uh, Disneyland in Florida? No, we were at the one in LA. Okay, and th- th- that, that has the Star Wars, Star Wars' edge or something like that, does it? Yeah, so it has the Star Wars thing and then across the road, so they've got Disneyland itself and then across the road they've got California Adventure. Mm. If you go to California Adventure, there's um, the Cars stuff okay. and then we had to buy that extra add-on because there's the Marvel uh, Marvel Universe campus. So we had to buy that add-on because the kids wanted to go see the Marvel stuff. So okay. it's it's working. Yeah, and we were meant to actually go to that and then COVID came. So we, we still mean to get back there. So I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. But was it <laughs> not always thus? Because I actually went uh, to Disneyland Florida probably 20 years ago without children and went yeah. on the Back to Future ride and loved yeah. it. So it, I just want to, you're younger than me, but we don't want to sound like old oh, man and woman shout at cloud. Like, was this not always the case maybe? No? 
It has always been the case, like, you know, when I, I'm talking about merchandising and stuff, I mean, going back to before our time, John, but, you know, back to the 60s and yes. Adam West doing Batman and, you know, so the merchandise was always a, an add-on feature, but I just feel like, you know, there was always a remake, whether and whether it be, you know, the comic books were a thing, so they, yeah. you know, go and retell the same story, but I just feel like studios took a bigger a bigger risk, bigger mm. chances, and they'd go, okay, let's make one for us where we're guaranteed the money. But let's yeah. make four or five that are original. And I really miss those original movies. And this is why I love this time of year at the cinema because December, January, February, it's award season. Well, ma- mainly January is award season. So you're going to see some amazing stuff in the cinema this uh, this month that more often than not is original. Absolutely. Now, I don't want to turn this into an episode of Screen Time. News Talks premiere uh, movie and TV show on Saturday nights at six o'clock here on News Talk with or without a cold. But I do want to completely concur with you. This is such a great time for cinema because it's yeah. now that people get a chance to hear about movies that they may not have heard about because they didn't get a, a huge push by a big company. Chief among them is a movie called Past Lives, yes. which I think is going to clean up at the Oscars. But anyway, I completely agree with you about that. There is a lot of text coming in on this. It's all Disney's. They find a good franchise and do it to death. I fear no new movies are going to be made because there is more money in remakes. Think of Barbie. Yeah. Such an original movie. I'm sick of biopics and remakes. At this rate, the likes of Home Alone wouldn't be made these days. I feel the same way about sequels. Someone else says, and I don't want to pile in on Disney but there is a lot of people making this point that one texter texts in Disney paid so much money for Star Wars that they have no choice but to keep Star Wars product flooding out to recoup their investment Disney has ruined Star Wars let's talk about one or two other remakes now I didn't see it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like that seemed like remake hell now I haven't seen it so maybe it's the greatest thing since sliced bread have you seen it and, and what are your thoughts on that? I I think we're going to both be eating our words because I haven't seen that either. But I'm glad I asked. Yeah, everybody who's seen that has actually raved about this one. Yeah. So there are some that work. There are some that we have to remember as well, you know, just because we have seen it and we think it's the greatest, there are a generation that haven't, you know, because it has, there's certain things that have stayed in pop culture. Like, you know, if we talk about remaking Friends right now, people would be going, what are you doing? But, you know, in 50 years' time when, I don't know, it may still be a part of our pop culture but it may not be, that may be the time to remake it. And that's what happened with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think, because, you know, in the 90s, early noughties, really, really popular. Mm. Um, And then it sort of disappeared. So I think, you know, it it allowed a new generation to to claim it. But I want want to pick up on something that you said there too, John, because I think that Hollywood think they're doing something original when they do the biopic. And for me, I feel like, yes, like, you know, if you get a chance, watch Maestro on um, Netflix. It is absolutely brilliant. But sometimes I feel like Hollywood are quite lazy and going, do you know what? I know this is going to work. It's a biopic. Let's put that out there. That. They're treading on thin ice there. That is a little bit of, you know, remake, reboot territory in my eyes. Yeah, no, I I see what you're saying. And and because there's such an easy model with a biopic, particularly with a musical biopic, prodigious talent is born, has some trauma, becomes really successful. 
yeah. uses drink or drugs to get over that trauma, then has a road to redemption moment and, and ends on a stage singing the best song of their lives. Absolutely. That said, Maestro is a great movie if you're looking for something to watch at the moment, it has to be said. Uh, now, here, here's a good one, right? I hate the way people are quick to criticise reboots, like the Fraser one. It's not that bad, but it seems mm. to be cool to criticise it. I don't know about the... I know we're getting off topic here, but Serena, I'm not sure if you've seen the Fraser reboot. I know what this person is saying. It's not that bad, but you kind of feel like you're in a relationship with someone you shouldn't have gotten back with and it's just not working and you know the end is nigh. Like, I, I don't think the Fraser one is working. It's on Paramount if people want to watch it. Have you seen the Fraser one? No, I haven't. But can I just pick up on something the text just said yeah. there? Not that bad isn't a great review. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it won't kill you. <laughs> So, you know, give it a watch. You'll be okay. But it's not the greatest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Someone also texting in about Saltburn, uh, which is a great oh. movie, which I think is uh, viewable on Amazon Prime at the moment. And yeah. could could be in Oscar consideration uh, on the 23rd of January when we hear more. Tell me this. One, I was surprised. And again, it sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. But The Little Mermaid was yeah. a live action remake. Not a bad yeah. film, though. No, and you know what? I really don't like all these live-action remakes. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. But I think, so this is the other thing as well, I think I really enjoyed it because I was never a fan of the film itself, the the animation, yeah. and I didn't like the story. But I thought they did a fabulous job with that one. Could have been about half an hour shorter, but I think they did a great job with that one. But, again, was there a need for it? No. No. Could we have invested the money elsewhere? Yeah. Yeah. But you see, I think that's what it comes to, the need. Like, the idea of someone writing a movie or writing a book or, or making an album or anything, any creative product like that is that someone has a burning desire to tell a story of some yeah. kind, like with Saltburn or, or, or like past yeah. lives. You know, yeah. there's something someone is dying to tell, whereas, sure... The Little Mermaid and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles might be okay reboots or reimaginings, but let's get some new original stories. And I think maybe it is worse than it used to be for whatever reason. Uh, you know, maybe studios are bigger. I'm not sure, but like aging ourselves, but it wasn't as bad when you and I were younger. Uh, yeah. The old Fraser is my favourite show ever. The new one is pure an utter muck. Tell me this, there's just about a minute left, Serena, and as I say, I don't yeah. want to turn this into screen time, but you mentioned <laughs> uh, biopics. The new Priscilla movie is is oh. one from left field. Have you seen that one all about Priscilla Presley? Yeah, yeah. I I think I'm the only critic. Oh, really? really? Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. I, I, I thought it was pretty decent, I have to say. You didn't like it? I thought it was okay. I thought Kaylee was was great, but I, I just, I, I don't know, it just, it lacks something for me. And I, I thought she was great as the younger Priscilla and the older Priscilla, but in between, I felt like the character was worrying her and okay. instead of her being, being the character. But look, at least it's something different. It's the Elvis story through Priscilla's eyes. But then again, I just felt that the movie's called Priscilla. I would have loved to have known more about Priscilla. Yeah, I, I guess though it, it it's her life during Elvis, but 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 I guess what you say. Also, I suppose it was slightly weird. There was no Elvis music in it. I guess they couldn't get the rights. No, though, right? No, yeah. Do you know why? The reason why is because Lisa Marie Presley refused to uh, hand over the rights. She was before she died. She wrote to Sophia, 
a couple of the director and said, why are you doing this? Why are you selling my dad's name like that? And so the estate refused to um, hand over any rights and that's why there's no Elvis music in it. But Jacob Elordi, who is also in Saltburn and in yeah. Euphoria, is brilliant as Elvis, I thought, He's which br- is hard when you've come off Austin Butler doing such a great job. Yeah, no, I, I, Austin Butler I, I thought was terrific, but this is very much a different kind of movie and Elvis yeah. is, is, is out of the way in a way yeah. uh, and it really refigures you know, a relationship we all kind of took for granted. This great kind of doomed love story of our time, you know, Elvis yep. and uh, and Priscilla. And then you think about it, well, she was actually 14. So it, it, it's an intriguing watch. It's not without its flaws, as you say, but yep. I thought it was pretty good. Someone texted in saying, what did you actually think of Saltborn? Very good, but weird in places. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. I really did. And <laughs> Jacob Elordi was great in it. And our own Barry Keoghan is fantastic. Don't watch parents. <laughs> no, definitely not. There were some weird moments in it. I did, I, I don't want to quibble, you know, fly the Irish flag. I wasn't sure sometimes about Barry Keoghan's Scouser accent. I, I thought yeah. it ebbed and flowed slightly, yeah. but that's that that's being pedantic and I don't, gives me no pleasure to say that. He's a brilliant actor. Yeah, He's an absolutely he brilliant amazing. actor. And yeah. then someone texts in John to me, so it's not one for you to answer, but you can help me with it, Serena. Okay. What's the difference between a remake and a reboot? Um, I think I think that's what <laughs> you they take use. that one. I'll just talk amongst yeah, myself here. What you answer um, that? I think the the reboot is what they use when they want to take the story in a different direction. So maybe change one scene, mm. and a remake is when they do it. Um, I don't know, same scene by scene with a few changes yeah. or in my mind I think when they use reboot is when they go okay we've done too many remakes let's go do a reboot or actually here here I'm thinking on the spot can you tell a <laughs> reboot when they reboot the whole franchise they're about to make a franchise remake when it's only one what do you think that sounds good to me and by the way you know the Ghostbusters with yeah. uh, all the ladies in it yeah. what was that yeah. a reboot or a remake um, let's call that a reboot yeah. because there were they changed the cast up in that they weren't the exact same characters. Yeah, my producer Sean is saying it was a sequel. We're going down a rabbit hole here. We're going oh. down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> so, Serena, what we're basically saying is more stories is what we want. Original stories, right? Oh, we all love the cinema and TV because of the original stories. And yeah. I think a place, if you want to find them, and this is not an ad, I'm not being paid by them, I think Apple TV Plus and Prime Video at the moment are releasing some of the best original stories I've seen in a long time. Like for TV, there's some great stuff on Apple TV at the moment. And it probably doesn't get its due, I think it's fair to no. say. Yeah. Uh, and there's lo- too many streaming services, John. Yeah. We can't afford to pay for all of them. No, indeed. Indeed. Okay, well, listen, we better turn this back into Moncrief and not screen time or uh, I'll be taken off air. But it was delightful to talk to you, as always, Serena Bellissimo, on uh, The Tyranny of the Hollywood Remake. Thanks a million, Serena. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.